Psalm 125 says that we, the people of God, are like Mount Zion. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, Psalm 125 says. That's a phenomenal picture that might not make sense to us if we've never been there before. It would have made sense to those who are walking uphill singing this song for the first time. He says, it cannot be shaken and it endures forever. That was the impression of this mountain, Mount Zion, where Jerusalem, the city, was built. You see, around Jerusalem were other mountains and a topography that made it very difficult for Jerusalem to be successfully assaulted by its enemies. There were natural protections in place by what surrounded Jerusalem. And if you'd come up to Jerusalem from the east, you could imagine just how difficult it might be along this journey to successfully attack this city that was set on a hill. Verse 2 says, As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds His people, both now and forevermore. What a beautiful image of the Lord surrounding His people just as the mountains surrounded Jerusalem. So Jerusalem was on a mountain, but also there were mountains around Jerusalem. And so the picture the psalmist wants us to have as we walk uphill is that what we're seeing around us, physically speaking, in that area was a spiritual representation of how the Lord works with His people. This is a psalm of security. Where are we putting our trust? And how do we envision the Lord encircling us? Where do you put your trust? Sometimes when we get things taken away from us, we might worry. Maybe financial loss, maybe something stolen from us, maybe something that we valued is, is taken from us. And we might say, well, it's not that thing that I miss. I'm not worried about that. And we might wonder, what am I afraid of? Sometimes our stuff and our things are a way that we achieve a certain amount of security. We know if we have our stuff, then life is in control. We know if we have a certain amount of money, perhaps we're secure, we're safe, as we might see it. And so our security very easily sometimes can be placed in other things, stuff, even relationships, our house, the type of car we drive, whatever the case might be, we find our security in knowing that we have it. And so sometimes when we lose that, it's not so much in the losing of that thing, but it's in the losing of what that thing represents to us. And that's why sometimes it might hit us to our core, and we might not realize at the time when we lose something why it is that we've been impacted so greatly. Where should our security come from? Our security should come from the Lord and how He surrounds us. How does He surround us? How does He provide protection?
protection for us. This psalmist is crying out, like other psalms do, about the Lord taking care of justice, doing what is right for those who are upright, and then making sure that He punishes the wicked. What the psalmist has in view here is not just a physical representation of the mountain, but a spiritual representation of God taking care of His people with eternity in view. And when we think of what he's saying here, both now and forevermore, both now and forevermore, there's certainly eternity in view within these passages. So much so that I think a later writer of the New Testament would draw on this picture, even in this psalm, as he was writing to people who were living in Jerusalem, who were undergoing persecution, and he uses allusions to this passage to encourage them to remain faithful. You know, Jerusalem would be attacked and ultimately destroyed in 70 AD. And the New Testament letter that we have, Hebrews, speaks a word of encouragement to Christians who are living in that area, who are undergoing persecution and would undergo even more intense persecution in the days ahead. And what the writer of Hebrews does is encourage those people who were living in physical Jerusalem to trust that their security didn't lay any longer in the physical dwelling place of Jerusalem, not even in the the temple, not even in that geographic location any longer, but that their security was found eternally in their relationship with the Lord and in the way that the Lord had brought them together as a people in the church, the church of the New Testament. Flip over with me to Hebrews chapter 12. There's an extended reading that we won't complete, but I want to take a few passages out of Hebrews 12 to show how the writer of Hebrews uses Psalm 125 to encourage us, New Testament believers, to walk uphill and to view our Mount Zion, spiritually speaking, as something that can't be shaken. Lots of things are being shaken around us. Lots of turmoil. Lots of confusion about what's ahead, what decisions are going to be made. Where can we put our trust? Where do we find our security? Not in our stuff, not in our bank account, not in our relationships. But where's our security, Lord? Let's find out in Hebrews chapter 12. He says in verse 18, You have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire, to darkness, gloom, and storm, to a trumpet blast, or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word be spoken, because they could not bear what was commanded. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. The writer here is making a contrast of what or how those walking with Moses would have felt about approaching the mountain. He says, in contrast, verse 22, but you have come to Mount Zion. That's interesting. Not physically speaking, though. Listen. You have come to Mount Zion to the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. 
I love how the writer of Hebrews draws on things that we cannot see with our physical eyes, but encourages us to see what's around us through eyes of faith. Verse 23, to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. What was the psalmist crying out for in Psalm 125? Surround us, Lord, as the mountains surround Jerusalem. We can't be shaken just like Mount Zion can't be shaken because he was wanting treat those who are righteous in an upright way and take care of those who are wicked. What's the writer of Hebrews encouraging these Christians to do, although living in Jerusalem where they were going to face physical persecution from the Romans who would eventually attack and destroy Jerusalem as a city? He's saying, remember eternally where you dwell. Remember that your final resting place isn't in doubt. Remember that the Lord surrounds you, His people. And He reminds them what they belong to. The church of the firstborn. The church that Jesus built. He's the one who has secured it for us. He's the one who died for it. He's the one who rose from the grave. And so our security is in Him. And that's why He could with confidence say, to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all men, to the spirits of righteous men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. So our confidence is in the blood of Jesus Christ. And that brings security amidst trouble. So when stuff's taken away, when things might be confusing around us, and we realize, wait, my security was in that stuff. I was trusting in that. Now I can put my trust in the Lord and remember that He shed His blood for me. So I can come up close to the spiritual mountain, the heavenly Jerusalem, the church of the firstborn, amongst angels, thousands upon thousands. So the encouragement, verse 27 the words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. There's more there. We don't have time for it. Verse 28, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. So what are we receiving today? What are we a part of today? A kingdom that cannot be shaken. He talks about the heavenly Jerusalem. He talks about the church of the firstborn. He talks about receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. What's the point of the writer of Hebrews who is encouraging people who are actually living on this Mount Zion? Even what they saw around them might be crumbling before them. But if they were in the kingdom of Jesus Christ, there was to be no fear. There was only to be hope and security because those things cannot be shaken. Those things are secure. And that's where I want to put my trust. And that's how I want the Lord to draw me deeper and closer to Him so that I might put my faith and my trust completely in the things that cannot be shaken. Let us then be thankful and worship God acceptably with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. That's a nice little ending to that passage as we return back to Psalm 125. Yes, 
we can approach the mountain now. Yes, the blood of Jesus is better than the blood of Abel. Yes, the church and the new covenant that we have to hold on to is so much better. But we still are in awe. We still demonstrate respect in our worship. And whatever we do, we do so with gratitude and thankfulness, knowing that our God is a consuming fire. And that's such a good thing to remember. Turning back to Psalm 125, we want to see how the psalm ends. It says, The scepter of the wicked, in verse 3, will not remain over the land allotted to the righteous. For then the righteous might use their hands to do evil. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good, to those who are upright in heart. But those who turn to crooked ways, the Lord will banish with the evildoers. Peace be upon Israel. We recognize that this writer had in view how the Lord would take care of things both now and forevermore. So we approach our Father understanding that He surrounds us just like the mountains surrounded Jerusalem and that we, just like Mount Zion, as we trust in Him, cannot be shaken. So as we walk uphill, let's discuss with each other. Let's pray to the Father about our growth. Let's turn to Him for our security in times of trouble. Psalm 125, a psalm of security, a psalm that challenges me, a psalm hopefully that will challenge you in your uphill journey. We're six psalms in. We've got several more to go. The encouragement is, are we enjoying the journey? Are we taking it in as we're pilgrims in this land? Or are we just trying to get there as fast as we can? Are we just trying to be as efficient as possible? Or are we stopping to find the Lord amidst our trials, trusting Him to walk with us as we go uphill? Thanks for listening. We'll be back with the next psalm.